Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello. You guys, I left New York to come home to visit my parents because it is going to be, haha, my grandmother's 80th birthday and we're spending in the Outer Banks. So I came home to Philly for a few days and we're going tomorrow. And I forgot my mic in New York. So I did what any podcaster would do and I went to the store and got a new mic. (laughs) I could have gotten a smaller mic. I could have used the mic in my headphones, but I love you guys so much and I really want to provide you with the best quality possible that I just got the exact same microphone and it was expensive, but worth it because since I'm a very forgetful person, I could just keep one at home and one in New York. And now you have a stand. And now I have a stand because the old one was... You love to just hold your mic. Oh, exactly. And now I feel free. Free range, because I gesticulate a lot, too, so. Yes, so it's going to be my mom, my grandma, my mom's brother, his girlfriend, and um, my mom's brother's son, and yeah, my grandma, my grandpa, and my mom and my dad, and me, and that's all who's going. We got a house, we're really excited, it has a few levels, it has a pool, we cannot wait, we've been planning this for so long, and you know what, this is actually a funny story. We were planning this for months, right? And we were so excited because we thought this was going to be a surprise. But there are so many moving parts. So we were always afraid that my grandma was going to find out. Um, She had no idea until someone spilled the beans last week. We thought it was going to be my cousin. So my mom's brother's son, because he's five. And, you know, you tell a kid things and they like to repeat it. They don't really know the concept of a secret quite yet. Um, 
So we thought it would be him, but my grandma has to get dialysis. And so we were telling the nurses in like the Outer Banks and where she lives in Clearwater, Florida, we're trying to coordinate, you know, the fact that she needs to get dialysis in Outer Banks. And we told them all to keep it a secret, but one of them forgot and they let it slip. One of her dialysis nurses in Clearwater was like, oh, are you excited for your vacation? And she was like, what are you talking about? And so now the whole thing is ruined. But she does not know that I'm coming or that my mom's brother's family is coming. So that hopefully can stay a surprise. Oh, that's so cute. Wait, so how are you guys getting her there? So uh, they're driving, as are we, which is really unfortunate. My dad's afraid of planes, um, which is, you know, you wonder where I get it from. (laughs) That's where I get it from. So we're driving, and they're driving as well, because um, I don't think it's doctor recommended for my grandma to fly. I think also, like, my entire family just really prefers driving in general, which is really annoying, because I actually love planes now. Thanks to Sydney. It's like, I don't mind driving, but, like, when you're in the... This makes no sense, but, like, when you're driving for a long time, like, the air in the car feels weird, and I don't like that feeling. It feels, like, static. Yeah, and it's, like, you can't... Like, if you roll down the windows, it doesn't even help. It's, like... I think it's the, like, thing of, like, being in the car itself. It's, like, not motion sickness. It's, like, I'm sick of being in a car. Yeah. If that makes sense. Absolutely. And my dad is a chronic beeper and breaker like a sudden breaker so I it's not like I get motion sick but I am prone to motion sickness sometimes so like when he keeps continuously pumping those brakes oh it's a nightmare and he always wants me to stay up and play games with him which is fine but I'm like bruh like give me 20 minutes to take a nap please and you know I don't nap but the car something about the car like lulls me to sleep it's crazy how different families are if my family ever asked me to play a game in the car I'd be like what is wrong with you Everyone sits in silence and does their own thing. Like, if anyone ever did, like, a collective... Okay, actually, the only game we play is the quiet game. It's getting a little brother to be quiet. That's literally it. <laughs> we play I Spy, name the Disney song. We do that. Do you know that game? Probably not. But do you know that game where it's, like, you go through the alphabet, so, like, A, B, C, D, we, or whatever. That's the alphabet. Yes, Sarah, that is the alphabet. <laughs> you, you, like, name movies. So, like... Sarah, you, you invented all of these games. <laughs> No one else has ever played any of these games. <laughs> she tried right, to teach well, me a listening- game in France. And I was like, Sarah, that game makes absolutely no sense. You literally just made that up. <laughs> what are you talking about? She's going to play it all the time. I was like, okay. I remember the rules. You try to do it on the way to Versailles. I was like, number one, I'm going to go to sleep. But number two, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I forgot what it was. You're like, a beep the apple boop. What is the thing? I was like, what? <laughs> that is so and then you're like, oh, the rule is that, like, every other letter is a different word. And I'm like, what? Oh, those riddles. Okay, so the game that I taught Sydney, so let me know if you know it, is Tommy's World. Like, what's in Tommy's World? And a friend of mine from back home taught it to me. So, like, name things that belong in Tommy's World. So, for example, a toothbrush belongs in Tommy's World, but soap doesn't. Um... Flowers don't belong in Tommy's world, but weeds do. And it's words with double letters in them only because Tommy has two M's in it. So that's the whole point. It's like Tommy's world. So only things belong in Tommy's world that has like a double letter. You you have to be so bored to play a game with so many rules. <laughs> Although I understand. The whole point is, though, is to get someone to like figure out the trick. Once you figure it out, then it's too easy. Oh, see, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't make up a rule like that on the spot. I'd be like, the rule is that they're words. I don't know. Yes, he was getting so frustrated. I was so frustrated. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, I was like, apples belong in Tommy's world, but bananas don't. And you were like, Sarah, what the fuck? I was like, Sarah, literally, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I love that game. It's like a bunch of like games I feel like you learn at camp. Except I never went to camp, but all my friends here did, so they just teach me all the games. The concept of camp really confuses me. And like people, at least from my hometown, there were like four like big camps in like North Carolina and Texas that girls went to. And it was their entire personality during the school year. I'm like, girl, you got five more months to going back. Why are you talking about Camp Immokalee? You know? singing campfire songs and like making silly band weaved bracelets or something your parents have to hate you to send you to a place in the woods to do what (laughs) we have like a retreat coming up for law school it's it's literally in two weeks and they didn't tell us where it is if they're gonna drop me in the woods i'm gonna get an uber back because there is no way i'm spending an entire weekend in the woods but if it's like the four seasons or a little bit of glamping situation going on you will see me there uh if you're an og listener you know cindy hates the woods and camping and this is why because of the bee situation yeah well that's one two we have evolved from nature there is no need to go back progress is forward looking absolutely not Mm-mm. also um you know what i feel like we never talked about on here or did we uh correct me if i'm wrong the line from saudi arabia the what the line the saudi arabia thing that they're doing where they built, like they're condensing cities into a big line Oh, yeah, they be announcing, like, so when the countries has a their own sun now, like, they made it. We have diseases. Let's focus on those, and then we can start making lines. Like, it's okay. Guys, cancer has still not been cured yet. Let's focus on that, and then we'll get to this social experiment. But it's not even, like, a concept. For a while, I thought it was, like, oh, just something they might... They're doing it. They're doing which it, is yeah. crazy. Um, cool for y'all. If you don't know what we're talking about, there's a great explanation video on TikTok that's like two minutes long, not even. But I just feel like it's unrealistic because it's going to make a weird social hierarchy, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like it's going to be one of those things where Porter Rich, da da da, you know, like on the bottom to the top, where you like, you get this great view of nature, and then like on the bottom, you're like on the bottom. I just don't understand the purpose or the point. <laughs> I do. Why would you want to be that close to that many people? There is a reason why. Do you know why they're doing it? Um, I, th- I heard it was population stuff, or because there's not enough room to develop. It's because they want to eliminate their carbon footprint. So the idea is by, like, condensing cities together, they they are leaving more room for, like, nature. Hmm. So that's why, when you said that, like, oh, we, you know, we evolved from nature. Like, that just, they reminded me of that, because I was like, I don't understand the purpose of this. <laughs> like, yeah, let's reduce our carbon footprint, but is this really the way to do it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, let's go back to drawing board on that one. So just so you know what's coming for you today, we are doing an advice in public. We posted a Instagram story two days ago asking you guys if you wanted any advice. We all, we got responses and we got like stories in our DMs. So we're we're really excited to get a deep dive. <laughs> yeah, so likely be a part one, part two. I'm dead because the person who sent us like the first DM we're going to read was referencing the debate we had last year about if it's Auntie Annie's or Auntie Annie's, and that's the hill I will die on, because it's Auntie Annie's for sure. I even forget what I said. That was literally in 2021. You that said, was over you a year said ago. Auntie Anne's. I said Auntie Annie's. Auntie, I did say Annie Anne's, yeah. Who calls their, do you call your aunt Auntie? Mm-mm, it's Aunt Mary. Yeah, so Auntie, and there's an I in it, so Annie's. Auntie Anne's. Don't no, weird for that. <laughs> it, the word is literally Auntie. I will never understand that. Okay, okay, I'm gonna read the other one actually first. Oh, okay. First advice predicament that we got um stay anonymous of course she says hi period i need some outsider advice about my current situation my boyfriend of two years and i broke up almost six months ago he was absolutely amazing at the beginning but he ended up cheating on me not once not twice 
but three times. Ooh, child. So we eventually broke up. I feel dumb because I still love him so much and would honestly take him back, but although he says he loves me, he claims he needs time to heal and find his peace before we can work on us. He says he felt really unappreciated and that's what led to cheating, but he never communicated that with me. We still keep in contact and I see him often because we share friendship over 10 years. Do you think it's time to move on or should I be patient and wait on him to heal? There are multiple components to this that need to be addressed for sure. Mm-hmm. But I will start off by saying that I was in a very similar situation. I was with a person for four years and they cheated like a hundred times. But we're not like in a process of getting back together. But I do understand what you mean about like wanting to go back to the way things were before the initial cheating had been done, but having to deal with the reality of the cheating. So let's just break this down from beginning to end. So the first predicament is that you said that he was absolutely amazing at the beginning, and then six months ago he cheated three times. Let's just start that predicament. Um, I don't know if it was sort of like a love bomb situation where like the person mm-hmm. seems perfect coming out of the gate, and because you have such a high expectation for them, no matter what they do, it's going to seem lesser than. But I think the main part of this is that it's not like... Okay, first off, people cheat out of their own volition. You can't force someone to cheat. Um, So that's completely on his own actions. But the fact that he did it three times means it wasn't a mistake. It wasn't a spur-of-the-moment situation like where it just happened to happen and it was a mistake. They, like, actively made the choice to hurt you three times. So I feel like just on that based on that fact alone, you shouldn't get back together with them because it shows they don't respect you. That's exactly where I was going with that. I honestly cannot say it better myself. I don't know how I feel, to be very, very frank. I don't know how I feel about the whole, like, cheating one time it was a mistake phenomenon. Like, sometimes I think, no, like, even then, it, it just, it, it, it's never going to work. Like, even if it is on time, even if it was a quote-unquote mistake, like, no. I and so I don't really know how I feel about that. I personally would never do it, but... I I don't know, like, I'm not everyone, so it's an interesting, it's an interesting dichotomy. With this situation, he cheated on you three times. That is not a singular mistake. That is three mistakes with possibly three different people. Craziness. I agree that, like, I, with what you were saying about just once even isn't really a mistake, because at least from my point of view or in my mind, you don't make the decision to cheat in the moment. Like, you had to have Mm -hmm. had at some point in the past, whether it's a day before, a week before, a month before, the thought in your head saying that, like, I could be swayed. I could be persuaded to go another way. I could have this relationship. You don't just, like, decide that in the moment. Okay, I'm going to do it right now. You know, that Also, keep in mind, emotional cheating is a thing as well. Yeah, because, like, that seed had to have been planted before the act was done. So it's not really one time a mistake, I was drunk. That's not really how it works. Because even when you're drunk, no matter what excuse it is, you still have, like, control of your faculties. And you you know your relationship, you know? So I think, just starting off with that point, that the fact that he did it three times should be all indication that you need, that one, he does not respect you or your relationship, and two, that you should not take him back. Because if he's done that once, twice, three times, he's going to do it again. To add on to that, the fact that he has literally never communicated the fact that he feels unappreciated also i'd love to know why and like i know i'm like definitely biased towards this girl because like she's one of our listeners and like i'm (laughs) i just feel like naturally protective of this girl but i'm just i think i'm wondering why he never communicated that to you and 
that's literally the entire point of a relationship is trust, respect, and communication. So the fact that he was feeling this certain way and he never expressed that to you, like, this is coming out of left field by the way you're describing it. So, like, even if it was one time, totally out of left field, he did not tell you that there were any problems in your relationship, according to him. So the fact that it was three times and it came out of left field, I feel like if you never realized he was doing it, I don't know if you caught him, I don't know if he ended up admitting it to you, but, like, I feel like if you guys never had this conversation that he was doing it, he would have kept doing it. Yeah, I agree. Because I was going to say, like, the next part of... We can jump there and then go back a little bit. But the part where you said that he says he feels very unappreciated, and that's what led to cheating, I think that's him having an excuse. Because if he doesn't feel appreciated, he's going to need to, one, in the relationship there... Or to bring it up at literally any point. Because you can't claim, oh, I just didn't feel like I was appreciated. So I did this act three times. You know, like, that was three clear chances for him to communicate with you, like, what the issue was. So I feel like that's a deeper indication. Not just that he doesn't respect the relationship or you. Possibly doesn't know how to communicate. He's either lying or he doesn't know how to communicate. Both of which are going to be red flags in relationship. So that's your second indication to not get back together with him. Overall, I would say my advice is to completely move on from the situation, mentally move on as soon as you possibly can, because to me, and it sounds like to Sydney, that's not really something that you guys can come back from. And I think it is just a lack of respect in that situation. Like, he does not value you. And if he did, he, one, would have broken up with you and given you that respect that you deserve to, like, end the relationship and start moving on then, like, for you to start moving on. Or two, he would not have cheated. Like, it's literally so simple. Um, I will never understand why people cheat. And I think that there is no healing process involved in this. I think he is not a good boyfriend, period. That's what trips me up. I know he did not say that he needs time to heal. How do yeah. you need time to heal when you were the one who cheated? I that yeah. That is preposterous. It really, really is. And that feels like he's gaslighting you. Because that, that, it kind of sounds like what he wants to do is he wants to go do what he does, mess with who he messes with, and then decide, okay, do I want to be with this person or get back together with you? Which is not fair to you. And I understand the part of you saying, like, I love him so much, I'll take him back. Because I think, I don't know if it's, like, a biological thing or we're conditioned to be this way. That, like, women are more likely to be forgiving because of the way that we've grown up or been taught to deal with whatever behaviors that men have. But I feel like I was in the same situation where, like, I did want to get back together with that person because my feelings were so deep. Like, they've been developing for, what, half a decade. But mm-hmm. I feel like after removing myself from the situation, like, completely going cold, like, no no communication, nothing like that, I finally was able to step back and see it for what it was and to really think, would I want to be with someone who would cheat on me that many times? Someone that would disrespect me, who would lie to me, who would hurt me intentionally? Because in the long run, that's going to be the person I'm going to be with. Like, they're going to repeat those behaviors. You don't just change, you know? So I would say step back number one to recognize your value you deserve someone that's going to treat you better than that and someone who recognizes your value and respects your worth number three i say just move on completely like understand what the situation is see it what it is for it is like if your friend had come to you with the same situation you would probably tell them to move on so give yourself the same advice also like we love you we're so sorry this happened i mean reading it we were like blown away um yeah, and we're, we're here to support you. So if you ever want to, like, talk to us and DM us again, like, either personally or on the Crying in Public, we are here for you to give you some outsider advice if you ever need some more. So our another listener wrote in and said she has a situation where she has a best friend, super close, 
Um, she's even said in the past, the best friend, that she would hope that past talking phases wouldn't work out because she wouldn't want, like, a boyfriend to take her away from the best friend, if that makes sense. Um, it was a situation where it was, like, she was practically a girlfriend. Like, she, so the best friend was kind of, like, taking up all of our listeners' time, if that makes sense. Um, our listener got a boyfriend and her best friend soft dropped her, talked about her behind her back to the rest of the friend group, yet never came to our listener to talk about it. And she wants to know how we deal with friendship clinginess. I have like such simple advice to this. And I think if someone is really your best friend, they will understand that you have other friends and other things to do with your time because being genuinely happy for someone's success and for things that are good for your friend is part of being a friend, especially a best friend, let alone a close friend. Like I know whenever like someone has an accomplishment that is like outside of our circle, I just cannot envision being anything but completely happy and supportive for that person. I've had friends like this. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and pre premium soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. And I think what I had to do was just take a step back and recognize that, like, you know what? A real friend, because I have real friends, and I've had them in the past, and, like, real friend would be extremely happy for me that I found love and that I have a boyfriend and that like, yeah, it's taking away from time that we have together. But as long as I know that I'm still making an effort to see my best friend, 
while also giving more time and attention to my boyfriend that I just, she should be happy for me. And like, that is all I have to say, honestly. I agree. And like, we talk a lot um, on the podcast in general about setting boundaries. And I feel Mm -hmm. as though we usually talk about it in the context of being in a relationship. But I think it's just as important, if not more important, to do that with friends also. Because the same rules apply. It's about respect, we're comfortable with, etc. So, like, if you are in a relationship, I think it's important to have that conversation if it is an issue or you're in a place where you can still talk. Where you can say, like, this does not mean, like, we're not still best friends. It doesn't mean we're not going to spend as much time together. Like, we will set aside time for us two to spend time together, but... You should also be happy for me that I have found someone that I like and like spending time with as well, you know? And then also, even if you are in an unhealthily clingy relationship with your boyfriend, for example, and your best friend, like, recognizes that, if they are really your friend, they're not going to soft drop you. They're going to be like, hey, I've noticed that, like, you are letting your um, schoolwork drop, your career drop, your other friends drop. I'm noticing that you're changing, You know, like, they would have a conversation with you. They wouldn't just, like, ignore you, shit, talk you. Like, that's not what best friends do. I I think instead of the question is, instead of, instead of dealing with friendship clinginess, I would say deal with yourself and recognize what this is doing to your mental health. I don't know if you still want to be friends with this person. I'm sure you do because if you didn't, you would not have reached out. But at the same time, I've had this happen to me before for sure. Like, um... I had a friend once who I don't speak to anymore, not for this reason, but just because we, like, lost touch. Uh, she was really, really upset that I, like, went on a date instead of, like, staying home and watching a movie with her when we had, like, no plans to do so. Like, it's not like she pre-booked me. It's like, <laughs> it's like I went out on a date because I felt like it, and as I was walking out the door, she was like, oh, I thought we could, like, do this tonight. And I was like, you know what? I'm really sorry. Let's reserve tomorrow. And it was a whole problem, a whole fight. And I think if they're really your friend, if they do notice a huge change in your personality or if they do notice that, like, you are ignoring them or not spending a lot of time with them, they won't drop you. That is absolutely not what a friend is. One listener responded to our Instagram story as well saying how to fall in love with yourself while getting out of a situationship. Um, or, she no, she, so the phrasing's important. The question is how to fall in love with yourself while slash getting out of a situationship. So while in a situationship and getting out of a situationship. Um, I was going to say situations are so, like, undermined sometimes, I feel like, because sometimes they can have the same emotional impact on you that a real relationship has because they can be very drawn out. I know my ex-boyfriend, we were only dating for, like, three months, but we were on and off for, like, a year. And so it felt like a year-long relationship. It didn't feel like three months because I was still emotionally attached to him the entire time. And I think, first of all, that's number one. Like, recognizing the fact that, like, you could have had serious feelings and validating them. Does that make sense? Because a lot of people are like, oh, you weren't even dating. And it's like, well, like, we were in my head. (laughs) Like, you know, I think that's just as important. I don't think you're, like, crazy for that or anything. I feel like there's an added layer, too, with situationships that, at least that I've experienced. Because, like, I've known off people, too. This is the way that I felt. I can't speak for anyone else that I had this like resounding feeling of is there something wrong with me like why was I good enough to go on dates with him and like be intimate and be physical with him but I wasn't good enough to date like that was the most like lasting feeling I had from being in a situationship like why wasn't I enough and I think it took a long time of like purposely 
um, recognizing my own value and like taking time and be like, I do deserve a relationship. I deserve someone who wants to be with me fully, someone that's not on and off with me. And I think that it's more of a fact that you're going to find that person. And now that you're out of a situationship, you're giving yourself the opportunity to open yourself up to be and meet those people. So I feel like just remind yourself that like you do have value, do have worth, you are attractive, you do have a good personality, it just didn't work out with that one person. That doesn't mean that it's anything reflective of you as a person or your value or et cetera. To me as an extrovert, what really helps is going out and meeting other people. So whether that's in a friendly context or a date context always helps me. Um, but if that's not really what you're looking for, and if you are really looking for like some alone time as a more introverted person or just as a more like comfortable being alone kind of person, I would say um, rediscovering what you're literally in love with. Hobbies, uh, something the other person might not have found interesting. Um, journaling, meditating, yoga, exercise, movies. That stuff really helps. Um, next one. I got slut shamed by a guy. My friend now hangs out with him more than me. I wasn't exactly sure what the question was, but I assume it's advice on the situation. Yeah. Girl, <laughs> drop her. Number one, I hate women's slut shame because if a guy does it, it's seen as like, yo, bro, you pull. But if a girl does it, it's like, oh, you're a slut. How about let's stop, like, judge people based on who they sleep with or how many people they sleep with, how many people they don't sleep with. Number one. Number two, if your friend that. thinks that behavior is okay, then maybe she shouldn't be your friend. Take a look at, like, how she treats you on the daily. You exactly. know what I mean? Like, hell no. I the know. next one is feeling ugly. Help me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so dead. Girl, I feel you. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing because, like, Cindy and I tell this to each other, like, all the time. We're like, I'm so ugly. <laughs> no, literally. So. Yeah, girl, we're right there with you. At least I am. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes, because, like, Especially as someone who has friends who are, like, perceived as the, like, ideal type of beauty, such as, like, European standards, it sometimes it is hard because, like, obviously, like, when you go out, you're cognizant of that. Like, guys are looking at you or, like, if you're on Hinge, your friends are getting a lot more matches and things like that. And, like, I struggle with that a lot, too, just because it's hard to remind yourself that, like, as I, the person who submitted this looks like me um that we do live in a world where we're not the beauty standard especially like as black women we're often viewed as like lesser than all other races of women so it's hard to like remind yourself that you still have beauty you're still gorgeous your features are gorgeous your skin is gorgeous like you still have value we keep saying value and worth but that's a topic basically um (laughs) like you are still beautiful you can still be beautiful without being like the beauty standards we have of where it's like blonde hair blue eyes sorry sorry um <laughs> that like eurocentric you can still have beauty and not fit into that standard type and you do literally saw your profile and you're gorgeous but i think reminding yourself that it's okay to not look like that and you don't have to strive to look like that because you have beauty inherently on your own you know also like the theme of our past few episodes have literally been like get off social media yeah. and i say i promise try it for like one day and see how your mental health changed. I know I did recently because I just went through a pretty, like, crazy event in my life. And I was just like, Whew. it detached me in the way that I needed it. And I have to use social media every day for work. So I could only take a day off of it. And taking that day was, like, amazing. Um, because so all social media does is just reinforce the typical beauty standard. And sometimes you really feel like, that's not me. So that's what I would say. And this is something that I've started to do recently that's made a big change for me is that so I've talked about this before like randomly but 
this people who are considered to be like big social media or like content creators or celebrities they are all in the same very narrow standard of beauty and i feel like from divesting so kind of taking myself away from always being looking at their profiles and comparing myself to them i started following more creators who look like me and like by recognizing their beauty and their value i was inherently recognizing my own so i think that following people like creators or celebrities whatever who look like you is powerful it's the pop the purpose of representation like all those videos this week of like the little black girls who were watching the little mermaid i was really sobbing in my bed because they were like she looks like me and i'm like yes she does and you're so cute so i think that like following beauty creators and fashion people who do look like you and being able to be see and recognize like that girl is beautiful so are you is an important step you can take that will like help you like subconsciously realize that no. Um, the next question we got was how to pick a major if I haven't found anything I love and I'm already a junior. Like the major that me and Sarah have, or that me and Sarah were in, we were in college, it was media, culture, and communications. But within that major, they had like different breakdowns where you could do like video game technology, you could do political economy, you could do global communication, you could do social media, you could do entertainment. Like they found a way to make it um something that you could kind of like create your own interest within it it's like i went to law school after and i was a media major so i did the political track and i loved like seeing that point of view of policy and politics without it being like game theory and stuff i think also there are a lot of majors that are more general or broad that you can kind of apply to anything but you still learn useful information from so i would just think about like generally like what areas you might want to work in like maybe you want to go into finance or like maybe you wouldn't mind working social media like find out things that you enjoy and then maybe find a more general major that you could apply to any of those things you know like journalism Uh, english things like that where it's going to help you no matter what you do yeah absolutely i agree Mm. um miss sydney yes we got a question that says tell us about columbia law in all capital letters Give, give the people what they want to hear, Miss Winter. Columbia Law is indeed <laughs> legal. Um, <laughs> it's actually super weird. I was talking about this with my friend earlier. Because it's like, the people we go to school with are like normal people. At least most of them. It's so weird because that made no sense. I don't even know how we were explaining <laughs> it. Like, we'd be kikiing in class, like joking around. But it's like, wait, we're all going to be lawyers. It's kind of scary. But, um... Like, every person you meet in law school was, like, the smartest kid in their class. Like, always got A's. Like, loves studying. So it's weird to put all the most type A people you've ever met in one room and be, like, compete against each other for grades. It's like, whoa, okay. But on the other hand, like, I've met some, like, the best people I've ever met. And everyone's so interesting, and they do such cool things. Like, people working in the FBI, people starting, like, human rights advocacy programs in Africa. People who are, like... I don't know, winning gold medals in the Olympics and then, like, going to law school. Like, you meet the most brilliant people, and it's so inspiring to, like, be in a room with them and just, like, talk and be like, oh, wow, you guys are really smart. And everyone's <laughs> like, yeah, I have a gold medal in, like, pogo stick or something, and, like, people are like, oh, I'm in the FBI, or, like, I literally started teaching kids English in Ghana, and I'm like, I have a podcast. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely not one of those people, but I've met a lot of cool people, and it's been very fun. 
it's the work is difficult, but I enjoy it because that's what I want to do. It is a lot of reading. It's a lot of work, a lot of thinking, but I like the challenge. I was hanging out with someone recently and they were like, what do you do? And I, you know, told them social media. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, I have a podcast. And they were like, what? Yeah, literally. <laughs> I love telling people. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, some people don't know what to say. Um, the most common reaction I always get is like, are you going to talk about me on it? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm so dead. No. I was like, what do you guys um, talk about? I'm like, literally nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we riff. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Next one. This is so specific. What should I do if the guy is always staring at me in school, but he didn't follow me back? Ugh. I don't know. Monster High says that. <laughs> Are you reading Monster High right now? Sarah. Sarah. Sometimes, Sarah, I don't know. I don't know. She'd be doing things. And the fact that you're actually reading the monster. Girl, that book is for like 10-year-olds. Monster High says that if he if he stares at you in school or if he kisses you and then still doesn't text you back, that he's actually Jekyll and Hyde. So he has two personalities and that is just what it is. Oh, and the fact that you bought that book and you are now reading it. <laughs> 
Do you guys know the book um, when you were younger, Monster High Freak, he's about to get fabulous by Lisa Harrington? <laughs> no, girl, because that came out when we were literally like in in like high school. Yeah, I, it's it's a funny book. <laughs> no, but I don't know. What would you say if you were um... to unfollow him? No man will ever humble me like that. Absolutely not. I also do realize though that I just be staring at people. I don't even mean to. Cindy and I do that all the time. We just zone out, and then people are like, "Ugh," and we're like, "Sorry." <laughs> Uh, so I would say... That was like, we didn't give her any advice. No, unre- unre- like, realistically what I would do, like, this isn't the smartest thing, and I'm okay with admitting that. What I would do is I would just unfollow him. Yeah, that's what I would do too, honestly. <laughs> we have time for a few more questions. Um, how do I talk to guys on dating apps, specifically Bumble, because Tinder is out. <laughs> no, literally, if a man has so Tinder, funny. that's the biggest red flag. That's the only thing you need to know to move on. Yes, exactly. Mm. I like Hinge. Um, I feel like Hinge is nice. I don't like Hinge. I think, uh, I don't think Hinge is ethnic friendly is what I will say. Yeah? I prefer Bumble 100%. Also, I know that if I meet them on Bumble, they're not afraid of a woman taking control. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because um, on Bumble you have to reach out first, right? Yeah. And then, like, for safety reasons, I kind of like that, too, because I can filter out the creepies. But, yeah. um... For a second, well, like, when I first heard of that concept, I was kind of like, ugh, like, it's a very Sadie Hawkins dance, ugh, you know, I was very, like, annoyed, because I do like the men to take charge, but I think that's kind of cool, honestly, and because of safety reasons, like, it made me rethink. I love the Sadie Hawkins dance, because I just asked the boys I know don't like me to go. <laughs> which, which one do say no? <laughs> I hated Sadie Hawkins dances. I'm like, I'm buying you flowers, why? <laughs> oh, I wasn't doing all that. I need my little uh, poster, and I was like, let's go. <laughs> What did, what did the poster say? Do you remember? Um, ill. One time I used a DJ Khaled pun. I forgot what it was. No! It's on my Instagram. I need to take that down immediately. One thing that you have to keep in mind is that, like, you have to go into it with the expectations that a lot of the men you're going to meet on dating apps are just so annoying. Like, they're going to be so annoying. Um, I didn't go in with that expectation, and then I got on dating apps, and I was like, all men are like this. But in reality... It's just a certain group of men who like to go on dating apps. I'm not saying all men on dating apps are bad because they're absolutely not. I've met great guys on dating apps. But just like anywhere, just like how you would meet guys in a club or a bar or a restaurant, some guys are really, really awful, but it's also like most of them. So just keep that in mind. You know, literally. I use the chat to like filter out people I actually want to meet in person. Like unless we're having a very good conversation, I'm not going to meet you in person just because time reasons and i'm not gonna waste my time you know yeah i'll also say like the guy who starts the conversation like a really weird creepy way don't even entertain it like just just like sydney said filter it right out no it's what i begin was out of pocket messages <laughs> i literally have like a running like screenshots this one guy like really posted a song and it's about how a girl like refused to go out with him and i was like why would you put that on your profile i know how it goes and i'm gonna sing some for you right now here it is do you love me? She said, no, no, no. No, no. <laughs> the fact that it means her, I watched that video, like, actually a hundred times because it's that, like, it's actually preposterous. I don't know how, <laughs> who let him post that, but it was certainly something. And you can tell it's not even, like, ironically bad. Like, he literally thought it was good. <laughs> no, the song is literally about how a girl refused to go out with him because he was being creepy. And he made a song about and it. And then the, the bridge, I forget the bridge, but the bridge was hilarious. Was like, it was oh. different. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Alrighty. All right. Uh, our next question is: Any advice for landing internships and how to land a job out of college? I 
think one, make sure you have, so what I did was I made sure my resume was like on point, it was looking cute, and I made- Oh, Sydney did my resume. I did. I made a cover letter for all of the like areas I was interested in working in, so like, I made one for like legal stuff, one for social media, one for PR, because I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I think that, going back to that question, the person who was trying to figure out their major, I feel like um, internships are a really good way to figure out what you're interested in and what you're not interested in. Because, like, at first I wanted to do PR. I didn't want to chip, and I was like, oh, absolutely not. I'm not doing this for a career. So I feel like use it as a way to kind of determine where area you want to work in. And then I use LinkedIn. I don't, I don't know if your school has this, but Handshake was a really good option for me because I knew they were hiring students. And I just, like, mass applied. I used the same cover letter for, like, diff- the same, like, job category. Mass mass applied, and then, like, the ones that reached back out to me, then I did interviews, et cetera, and tried to figure out what I wanted to do. So I think just, you're not going to be able to get them if you don't apply for them. So that's the biggest thing is, like, just send out as many as you can. Yeah, that's a, that's a great piece of advice for anything, really. Like, I remember when I was reaching out for people, you know, during, like, Fashion Week and when I reach out uh, to people about brand deals, it's all about sending. And when even as I worked at an event director, like reaching out to venues to host our events at, um, the more people you reach out to, the more likely you're going to get a, a yes and faster as well. So that's absolutely what I would say. Um, and also when it comes to landing a job and actually like getting past that interview process, I would say do mock interviews because I used to not think I needed them and like dread them almost, but doing them actually helped so much. And I'm not saying like you have to go to your, you know, college guidance center and do it with a professional or from like some random ass person who works a desk job there. Uh, You could do it with your friends. You could do it with your parents, someone who you actually feel comfortable with, then move on to someone you don't feel comfortable with, then go to the interview. We were forced to do that in senior year in high school and that helped me so much. Just feeling comfortable and also keeping in mind that an interview is like, you're interviewing them just as much as they're interviewing you. And seriously, it's all about confidence. Fake it till you make it. No one can tell the difference, I promise. <laughs> and, like, just remember that an interview is basically selling yourself. Like, why should they hire you? So it's a chance for you to, like, show personality, to show, like, outside of all... Because they've seen your resume before. So it's a chance to talk about things not on your resume or things that aren't necessarily highlighted that you think could be relevant to the position. Uh, I think the last one we have time for is I want to completely change my career from teaching to nursing. Is it too late? I'm 30. Absolutely not. No. It's never too late. It is never too late. Um, Definitely give yourself grace. Give yourself patience. You don't have to have everything figured out right away. Also keep in mind, like, is this a last-second decision? How much thought have you given this? Have you talked to your, like, loved ones about this? Um, Just, like, to get advice from an outside perspective. Uh, But no, I do not think it's too late. I think it's never too late to change, like... Because, like, there are people I go to law school with who are, like... 35 with kids like, I feel like it's never too late and also a lot of like grad school programs I know you have to go to school for nursing I'm pretty sure they appreciate having life experience because you bring something new or like an outside perspective to the program so I think if anything it might benefit you that you had experience with something else so I'd say you but like we we're talking about the last question you will never know unless you try you have to apply so I think start gathering like materials whether it's like old transcripts recommendation letters from old bosses things like that and also working on a super compelling personal statement to explain why you want to do the move and like what you can take from your old career that will help impact your new career like whether it's having experience working with kids or having experience um like you have to help kids when they get sick at school like now you're gonna blah blah so i feel like if you're able to like connect the two or like draw like a line that's compelling that's only gonna help you i was just about to 
<laughs> I was just about. I was just about to say that there are so many skills from teaching that can be applied to nursing. There's bedside manner. There's a, a friendly personality, and keeping people calm in these situations are absolutely imperative. It's an imperative skill. There's so much knowledge that you have to retain from teaching that just knowledge in general. It doesn't. I, it doesn't even matter what teacher you are, like a science teacher, history. Like there's so much knowledge that you can retain from whatever subject you teach, especially if you're like a primary school teacher and you teach all subjects to your classroom. So much knowledge that you have to retain and organization skills, responsibility, dealing with all kinds of people, including parents. That's so important to, um, those are important skills to have as a nurse. So I'm really proud of you for making this decision and we're so excited for you. Um, you have to let us know if you're listening, you have to let us know, um, what you end up doing and how it goes because Cindy and I, I think are the Queens of being like, at least I know I am. Cindy pretty much has known what she wants to do her entire life, if I'm not mistaken. But like when I was younger, I wanted to be in musical theater and do all this stuff. And I only changed my career path um, when I was in college. So it's definitely not, I I wasn't in the same place you are right now, but I know how scary that was for me. So I can't even imagine how nervous and excited you must be to be making this choice um, right now. And we're just, we're so happy for you. Please let us know how it goes. Yeah. As a kid, I wanted to be a celebrity. That one's still pinting, but. As a kid, I wanted to be a literal monarch. (laughs) All right, you all. Cindy has a date. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm I'm struggling. I had like a law school event yesterday at the open bar, and the hangover is hangovering. I was hungover um, two nights ago. Yeah, that shit was hard. I was just like dehydration. And I keep hydrating, and it's not working. When I get hungover, I get like very very lightheaded, and I I cannot think. My brain is working half time. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. There will be a part two to our advice in public series. Uh, so keep an eye out for that next time, next Thursday. Um, we love you guys so much. We will make sure to tell you, I will make sure to tell you all about my Outer Banks trip. And Cindy will make sure to tell you all about her date. As always, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeart. And you can follow us on social media at Crying in Public Podcast, both on Instagram and TikTok. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.